Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, Johnny, could you tell me about Car and Classic while being attacked by ducks? Car and Classic is Europe's biggest classic sales site with over 35,000 cars and bikes for sale at any time. And now they do online auctions where you can get professional photos, a detailed write-up, a secure payment service and the chance to get your classic in front of 4 million monthly visitors. And all of Car and Classic's seller fees are only payable when your car actually sells. Excellent. Thanks. Smith and Sniff is sponsored by Car and Classic. The big ones just got me in the eggs. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Hey, I know I started talking about music on a previous podcast because there's usually just a song in my head in the morning. I'm just pouring my coffee. Yeah. You know that Lionel Richie song, um, What a Feeling When We're Dancing on the Ceiling? Yes. Now, I have a slight issue with that song. It's a sort of party song, right? Yeah. It's a party scenario song. Right at the beginning, when the intro's doing its thing with the keyboards and that, do do, do you remember Lionel Richie goes, Whoa! Do you remember that? Um... I don't know. I feel like Lionel Richie does that all the time. Oh, so. <laughs> he might do it in every one of his songs, but I don't recall. Yeah, well, <laughs> he just does it in, in his everyday life as well. <laughs> oh, he can open the bathroom door. Oh, we've got your dry his... cleaning for you, Mr. Richie. Woo! It's yeah. just what he does. <laughs> I don't know. But, the, um, only, the only reason why I've brought that up is because I think the woo is... It's so embarrassing. It's instantly embarrassing to the point where if, if you're in a party, everyone would look the other way and make small chat and go, shit, oh. don't go near him. He's one of them. What, too loud in the context? Yeah, it was really loud in the party. wasn't quite going yet. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, Again, it's like people. It's usually a particular sort of man who does a kind of yes with a fist clench pullback you know a tim henman style. oh a henman is yeah it tim henman or the other one it's a henman isn't it no it's a henman it's yeah. a henman where you go yes like that but it's about something like i've got your dry cleaning for you yes yeah. i win again yeah that kind of guy <laughs> it's like just cut take it down a notch or two i win again maybe You're that's what it is prick yes Maybe Lionel Richie was doing a couple of lotto scratch cards when they'd already started rolling. <laughs> they'd already started rolling the song, and he just went, "Shit! Maybe- I just won twelve quid." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, "Seriously?" And they was like, "Just go with it. Go with it. Just go with it. It's a, it's a Mardi Gras scenario. Go with it. It just sounds euphoric." <laughs> they just came in with a talk back and went, Lionel, yeah, uh, CNA have been on the phone. They've got those trousers you ordered. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what, the ones with the woven fleck that look like, yes. you know, the ones where they, they use them in fish lures to um, in the fishing world so that when the lure turns and um, when they're dragging it in, it makes that flash of silver and it attracts oh, a larger yeah. fish because it thinks it's an injured small fish that's easy pickings. So basically, Lionel Richie has 80s fish lure trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shitting heck. You know, we've talked before about how in the late 90s, early 2000s, that the world leaders in chenille jumpers uh, were next. Yeah. And uh, yes. I know this because I used to work Because you worked there. But if you wanted a chenille jumper, get yourself down to next. They got chenille. Well, let me tell you, we're looking for a new armchair, one of those small ones that sort of slots into a little space. Just we've got a little space that needs filling up, and also it'd be nice to sit in it. Looking at armchairs. (laughs) Right. And my wife went, oh, next at home do some quite all right furniture now. You should should get on there. I was like, I will. I'll have a little look. And they've got fucking chenille armchairs. Have they? Yeah. 
Chenille Hi, Armchair. I'm Chenille Armchairs. Welcome you, to QBC News. Did you buy um, one? You did, didn't you? No, I didn't. I was going to say to my wife, should we get a chenille? And I thought, no, she won't go for it. Because I'd quite fancy a chenille. I mean, it's very soft, isn't it, chenille? It's very soft. My son loves a bit of chenille. Um, well, if his birthday is coming up, I think what young boy wouldn't want a chenille armchair? But not a large one, right? A small one that can go in a small They're, space. They, they in- do some quite big ones as well. I mean, I was specifically looking at small armchairs. You know those sort of like three-quarter scale armchairs that just... They, they used to call of, them telephone chairs, didn't they? Maybe. I don't know. Telephone uh, telephone tables were a thing. Oh, they were. My auntie had one. In fact, I think she's still got one. It's brilliant. Well, it's brilliant. If I listeners mean, are going, what the hell is a telephone table? What the it, hell is a telephone? It was like oh, a low... Right, well, it was obviously days of landline when you were anchored to mm. a spot in the house to answer the phone and couldn't deviate unless you had one of those long leads like Roseanne Barr did. And then... You, <laughs> yes, she did. Remember, she? Roseanne. My no, dad I used think to Americans the, had those generally. Yeah, well, my dad used to refer to it as the Roseanne lead because he bought a really long extension lead for the telephone and was very proud of it. And you could walk around the whole house. You could walk around the whole house like three times and there'd just be leads everywhere. And it went... (laughs) Your mum was tied to the the wall between the sitting room and the hall. Honestly, people that haven't grown up with landlines, this is all all so far away from what you understand. We might as well be describing the War of the Roses in the first person, for fuck's sake. I mean, but yes, back when telephones were generally tethered to the wall, all manner of... Because there were two options, though, because you got your Roseanne cord, which is a a sort of nine-kilometre curly cord. Yes. And then didn't some people have a very long cord from wall to base unit and then you could walk around holding the base unit in one hand and the handset clamped to your head yes you could you're absolutely it's quite right. an american cop show look i think it was because you'd have your fingers inside that flange <laughs> i know that sounds yeah. wrong but you know what i mean yeah there was a flange a, on the telephone flange wasn't there yeah yeah designed for for, for that, cop, cop shows, for moving the phone around, yeah. For pacing left and right, usually you'd have a cigarette in your mouth and you hadn't taken it out yeah. yet, so it was just puffing everywhere. Uh, yeah. And you were wearing a polyester suit for no given reason. Um, yeah, well, so it was cool as fuck at the time. Well, now since we've we've cantered down this cul-de-sac of nostalgia, this reminds me of something that I was because I can picture perfectly in my mind's eye my parents' telephone table. And the little stool, not a chair, but a little stool that sat by the telephone table. Oh. And did the, but, did the, did the stool have an opening lid where you could keep telephone books in? It did not, because the telephone table had a shelf mm. underneath it for that purpose. Very good. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. So The death of the telephone it, table, I am now mourning. Yeah, there's not much call for it, is there? So, I mean, I suppose you could still have one that you just chucked your mobile on when you got in, but... Mm, it's not the same, is it? Well, you could use it as hot desking. You could you could have it as a you could have it as a laptop table. It could be a micro desk. I suppose people who don't remember this, the generation that grew up with cordless and then mobile phones, but but you do get a sense of what it was like to have a phone tethered to the wall if you ever need to use your phone while it's plugged in charging. Yes, particularly if it's as an outlet that's down at sort of ankle height, and you've got to sort of lie on the floor. Oh, that's like you're doing some kind of really shit Bikram yoga. Yes, it is like that, isn't it? It, it, People will have done that in hotels probably because you'll have got into your hotel and your phone's on its arse. And then hotels have a knack of putting the sockets in the worst places. So you have to pull some of the furniture away. And then you find yourself lying down in the corner of a room. You can tell how recently a hotel was refurbished or built. If it doesn't have plug sockets by the bedside tables, you know that that room hasn't been given a serious refresh over in 20 years correct and that you have to pull out a bedside table to find a socket but it turns out it's one of those really weird round three pin ones that they put on hotel lamps for some reason or other that i've never figured out is it so people don't nick the lamps because they then they've got well i can't plug it in at home so i'm not going to steal it yeah Oh, well, I've had I my can't. house rewired with hotel spec plugs, so suck on that, Hilton Group. <laughs> I stole a load of hotel plugs. <laughs> yeah, I've got lamps everywhere. <laughs> well, no, okay. Oh, hotel spec. Now, but I'm- that's, yeah, it, it's when you're in a hotel room where the only accessible 
a proper three-pin socket is on the other side of the room from the bed on the floor, but you need your phone to have an alarm on it. And in a way, it's quite, I quite good like for getting that. out of bed. Yeah, right? I, I dig it's... that. I think that's really um, effective because the alarm will go off and you will not ignore it and you will get out yeah. of bed. Now, I'm not a going back to bed guy once that's gone off. Some people are going back to well, bed. Well, you can't. That's dangerous, isn't it? It's lethal. It's just too dangerous. So, also, in, in our sort of line of work, the chances are you're in a hotel because you're on a shoot. Mm-hmm. So you, you're, your call time is going to be 5.45. Yep. And you, you, you can't fanny about you've got to get up and get gone but yeah you, you don't um, want to be the guy that everybody stood at the door going hello what, well, are, you, are you okay are you? and you realize yeah. you're in a great dream equally you know when you've got a very early call time and you actually wake up before your alarm goes off because you, you there's something in your subconscious has gone early start tomorrow tell you what I'll get the party started extra early for you. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Well, did Lionel and, Richie come in your room and do a big woo? Yeah, just go, woo, and then, <laughs> and then leave again. Yeah, but he, he tripped, like, he tripped like, over a plug charger on the way out. Yeah. And a very low one. And uh, he's clattered out the door with his, with his shiny trousers on. Fish lure trousers. <laughs> Gets attacked by a school of hake in the hallway. Um, no, but I, the your you alarm. If you get up, you say, "Go, oh fuck, I'm awake. I might as well get up and get shower because I've got to get gone." But then you don't want to become that person in a hotel, particularly a budget hotel with quite thin walls, whose alarm goes off while you're in the shower. Oh gosh, because there's nothing more vexing than from the room next door that uh, 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 that kind of oh, yeah. there's that there's that alarm on iPhones that sounds a bit like smoke on the water, but it's not. I know exactly what you mean. I've heard one, or a very vicious harp solo. I've been working yeah. on one of those, and it, and it escalates in volume <laughs> to the point where the harp is. Is there so- an aggressively Welsh person in the room next door, or is it just a fucking iPhone alarm? It, honestly, it's, I've heard that, and it went on for a long time—a very long yeah. time. Yeah, because they're in the shower because they've got up early because their brain's gone morning, woo, and then off you go. But well, well, how do we get here? Well, I, I well, I don't know how we got here. I, I can't remember. Or I, I was supposed to go in a different direction with this because I've got, I've got. A, I mean, how much time have you got, Richard? I've got a, a quite a lot of intel from my my most recent auto jumble experience. Oh my with god, my brother Greg. I totally forgot that we've, and this was my number one priority was to ask you about the auto jumble. So, well, how was it? Like I just said, how much time have you got? Um, well, I've, let's try and was, keep this to a tight 50 minutes, but go for it. Okay, right. I went to an auto jumble on Sunday morning. I got back from a shoot at quarter past midnight in mid Wales. So I was a tired man, but I didn't want to let my brother down because I have a habit of. Of, of sometimes cancelling on him at the last minute and he calls me a flake. So I didn't want that to be a repeat. So I said, mm. OK. So he picked me up at six. Early start for these things, remember, especially if you're a trader. Yeah. You've got to get your tarp out early and your spot. So he picked me up in the, 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 the Golf TDI. And I said, can I just have a bit more sleep? So about three quarters of an hour's journey. So I, didn't, I just got in the back and fell asleep for a while got there and he did warn me he said you're going to see a lot of people today you're going to see a lot of bad hair and you're going to see a lot of people (laughs) that brush their teeth with LucasAid and cat mess so I said okay right okay so I've written down some of my um I've written down some of my uh observations Mm -hmm. there's a combination of people and situations I went off for a little walk once Greg had set up the store with my nephew because my nephew came with us, Oscar. And he's been to quite a few, so he's a bit better rehearsed than me. I tried to say to him that your dad and I used to go to these before the internet. So you you couldn't just go on eBay and go, oh, look, I really want a 1930s RAC badge. Click. Oh, there it is. I've just bought it. I said, if you were looking for a 1930s RAC badge, you went to these sorts of events and you just combed yeah. through it and you get the odd guy who's a little bit socially awkward walking around with a chalkboard A-frame on himself, which said wanted matchless engine oh, parts, God. 1950 to 1960. I've forgotten about that. And they'd, they'd, they'd want people to tap them on the shoulder and say, oh yeah, I've got a load of bits uh, from that motorbike do you want to buy them and he'd go maybe but i'll come around your house and i'll bore yeah. you first so yeah. um 
so there's that. But um, all the stalls were out. There's a combination of actual car and motorbike stuff parts being sold, and then there's mm. your sort of cut price tools. And also, I don't know, a huge abundance of Chinese nitrile gloves, I realised as well. A huge amount. Um, so, chat, we, we went to a stall and I noticed there was a guy wearing what looked like a really flammable old motocross jacket. It was it was red and extremely mm. sort of puffy with white stripes on. But then I, mm. he became nicknamed Captain Bootcut because I looked down and he had the most bootcutty of jeans. Oh, and he okay. was he was doing a roaring trade in um, old swords and Zulu spears that are obviously from a, from a dead. <laughs> what the? Fuck? <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? Had he gone to the wrong event? Well, I, this is what because I mean, my my nephew was looking at one of these spears because he was fascinated by them. It just looked like a, I just thought he'd gone to the Natural History Museum and just <laughs> filled your coat. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so we were looking at that. But the thing when I, when we when we did a quick sweep and we went past we went past a, a, a Luton body van mm. selling loads of old office equipment you know like and military surplus kind of draw units and stuff like and gar- you know like garage um, benches yeah. but there was this huge glass fiber minstrel stood there it must have been about eight feet tall. And I was just like, "What? Who? Who's going to buy that? Why would you go to an event and buy a minstrel statue? It's very, very odd." So my brother, because it was quite near to my brother, when we went back to his stall, he, he had two things to report to me. One of them was vulgar, and one, and one of them was, he said, "Did you ask how much the the minstrel statue was?" And I said, "No, because a I don't want it, and b I just <laughs> not interested." So he went and asked for it, and the guy said, "No, no, it's not for sale, mate." <laughs> and, and, and Greg was like, "But so, but you, why have you bought it? It's actually quite a big, cumbersome thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just there. It's just there. I guess to is it to lure the crowds in? I just don't know. I honestly don't know. But what I do know it, is he said, he said I've, I've already sold a couple of things, guys. Greg was very happy. Sold a couple of those old SO fuel cans. Um, and the lady said, "Oh, um, don't suppose you got a bag of you?" And Greg looked around. And when we pulled up at our plot, there was this large orange, I think it was a Sainsbury's bag for life. And he said, oh, I'll just go and get this. I'll just go and get this bag. This bag's here. I'll just go and get it. And he went and picked it up and he quickly it felt a bit of weight in it and looked in. And to his horror, I mean, his face said it all. He said, I was about to give this woman a bag for life. And I realised it had not just shit in it, but actual human shit with wet wipes and, and, oh. and, and toilet paper. So he said someone had... Someone had coiled into a bag for life and then just left it. Oh my god! I know, but in, not, the, in the middle not of an orchard during the event. Well, I really hope not. I really hope not. I mean, it was quite close to a to a couple of dodgy looking vans. But anyway, do people, he was, he was do people come and like? Do, do they, they let you come and sort of camp out the night before? I don't know if you're allowed. I mean, some of the hardcore do because there were some people that came a long way. Some people came from, you know, right up in the northeast and right up in Lancashire. And you've got to want to do this. It was actually that bag for life, full of bag, bag of shite for life, as we called it, um, <laughs> was very close to um, a chap in an LDV pilot who we unanimously decided looked like a character from The Dark Crystal, if you remember that Jim Henson film. Yes, so you imagine, imagine a character from The Dark Crystal driving a quite a shabby LDV pilot van. That was him. <laughs> but even more impressive was our, our sort of... Our tr- There's not so much money in the old Dark Crystal business these days, so, uh, you know. Doing a bit of auto-jumbling. Yeah. The, the, the chap next to us in the plot next to us he um, was selling uh, sort of like cheap panel wipe and terps and, uh, you know, like aerosols of matte black paint, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But we noticed after he pitched up, so we're talking at seven in the morning here, right? He had a family bottle of Coca-Cola mm. and he'd, he cracked open the lid and he had about a third of it straight off. Mm. But then he opened a packet of Reese's Pieces and Ooh. started eating them. And you're thinking, this is breakfast. 
This is breakfast, Richard. This is before 7am. Yeah. Can, I mean... That's quite an intense breakfast. I mean... Oh. Where are you going from <clears throat> there except... Yes. Just spooning icing sugar into your mouth well, with, <laughs> with a ladle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So a couple of tables down from Captain Bootcut, we came across this fascinating <laughs> thing, um, which was a guy who was riding quite erratically on a... A sort of a Chinese chromed up mobility trike, but it had a Ford Escort seat bolted onto it. So it had a really huge seat. And <laughs> <laughs> a really large seat, which made it quite top heavy, in my opinion. And he was he was herring around and trying to get trying to vacuum up as many bargains as possible. Yeah. And what we did notice actually is Captain Bootcut besides selling the Zulu spears, he also had, and this was the, I mean, you just, you don't know what you're going to get at an auto jumble. He had a huge boat, model boat, probably a one and a half metres long, I'm going to say, made of matchsticks. But it, someone had actually scuppered it. It had a hole in its hull about the size of a fist, like someone had had a rage with it and then punched it. And I just couldn't work out whether it was a great thing to buy or an awful thing to buy. So we were staring at that. We were staring at that. And then we saw probably the two funniest guys. My brother instantly named them Grand Wizard and 70s Roadie. So Grand Wizard (laughs) definitely looked like he was from the Ku Klux Klan, but probably from, I don't know, Yorkshire instead of America. So he was walking around with 70s Roadie guy who did have a leather waistcoat on. Bear in mind, it was really, really cold in the morning mm. and a bit windswept. Yeah, these two guys were looking... And he, they came up to Greg's stall, and Greg's quite chatty with them. He said, oh, morning, gents. Um, how, how are you? How are you? What, what, what sort of thing are you looking for? And they both just went, oh, I don't know. don't know what I'm looking <laughs> for. And, and Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg, Greg was like, what, so... What's he got no idea what your what parts you're looking for at the auto job? And they went, nah, just looking for stuff that's interesting. So my brother just went, <laughs> just started trying to sell them anything. He, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, do you know what's interesting? A distributor for a VW Jetta. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, 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 had, we had all of that. We had all of that. Um, there were things, that, I mean, there were things like people selling broken trolley jacks. So you're like, <laughs> so you think, what, what earthly use could you have for a broken trolley jack? Well, I mean, is this for the is this for life's risk takers? You go, oh, I just what could possibly d- go wrong? I've got a I've got a two ton trolley jack that's a bit broken. Ooh. It's broken. So anyone want a broken parachute? Broken parachute, lads. Ooh. Broken life support machine. Anyone? It's just for some things. Honestly, need to be thrown away. Those needed to be thrown away. I've just written. I think upcycling and recycling is fabulous, but there is a limit. Yeah, there and the is. The limit is a broken trolley jack. Well, <laughs> you had everything. Honestly, Richard, you had everything. You had, you had a new old stock box of really terrifyingly scary old marionette puppets right next to what? Right next to some immaculate Foden truck badges, and I was just like, my, it was wrecking my head with how weird the place was. It was fascinating. You would have loved. I'm starting to think that the police should just go into an auto jumble and arrest everybody. <laughs> well, they're going to find something. I mean, who's taking a box of marionettes to a big <laughs> auto jumble? And they were there. They were there. Is it, like, is it a cry for help? Is he signalling somebody? They, they were there. Is they it were code? There. They were there. This I, is deranged. I know it was. Oh, well, there was a lot because it was first thing in the morning, of course. Um, and and definitely a type of guy there. I probably saw four women. Um, it was a type <laughs> you of. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. Was David Gandhi there? Brad Pitt? Yes. That Dave... bloke out of the 1975, were they all hanging out oh. going, oh, look, there's some marionettes. I'll get those after I've bought this fucking master right. cylinder for an ITAL. Yeah, D- David <laughs> David Gandhi was like, I could have gone to the Goodwood Breakfast Club. No, I'm going to come nah. here. I think this is much better. Because you get things like, there was, a, there was genuinely a Confederate flag flying from a Bedford CF2. Oh that was Christ. about eight foot square, but it had a pirate. <laughs> it had a pirate skeleton in the middle with the, with pirate swords, and that confused us because we were like, "Hang on, is this like Pirates of the Confederacy?" 
What is this a film that I'm not I'm not aware <laughs> a of? Film that, that Disney passed on for various reasons. Yeah, I I just said the script was solid, but uh, the racism. Um, yeah, so um, so we had that, and we well, had a chap that looked like uh, a chap that walked towards us, and we all we all did that you know when you look at someone and then you look at your friend who you know might might corpse we did that and and then he went by and there was just something about him that was extremely odd and my brother was like what's going on with that guy and I went he looked like he looked like Paul Young who'd been viciously attacked by um, um, a hive of wasps a nest of wasps <laughs> so you know you have this huge sort of swell reaction <laughs> anaphylactic Paul Young yeah. Honestly, honestly. Somebody I, get an EpiPen. It's due to do wherever I lay my hat in five minutes on the main stage. Seriously, it was EpiPen for Paul Young. It was amazing. <laughs> it's almost like a party trick. He'd turn up and he'd go, ooh, you think I look a bit like Paul Young? Watch this. <laughs> Dunk, EpiPen in the thigh. It's like he, he, it's like he shrink wraps back down to normal Paul Young scale. And then you can go, see, ta-da, it's me. My nephew. I'm right. the kind of guy My- <laughs> my nephew said it brilliantly because uh, there was a certain smell around the place and um he he, he said he said he said dad this this place is full of red meat ghosting <laughs> and i and i and i said what he said oh it's full of there's so much red meat ghosting going on around the pasting tables <laughs> and i just i just like what do you mean he went well, you know, like you let a guff out and then you just drag it around and it's very rev- very meaty. So I went, oh, the poo lasso. And he started laughing at the poo lasso, whereas I, for the rest of the day, was referring to red meat ghosting. Which, <laughs> which just crop was... dusting. <laughs> yeah, crop... <laughs> Is that what you call it? That's, that's quite a well known thing, isn't it? It's crop... Crop, dusting. crop dusting. I've never heard that. Um, yeah. Okay, so that, there was a lot of that going on. Um, and the first, oh, and about three stalls down from us, and I think I sent you a photo because I did take two or three very covert photos. Mm. A chap selling model steam engines, um, mm. which we know have a history of being a little bit on the wrong side, um, yeah. but also just overtly selling 70s adult material inside a huge lever arch folder which just said adults only written on it. <laughs> in lever arch files yes yeah, yeah. he's catalogued 70s grot yes honestly 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 and he had this he had this illuminating sign which i'm guessing was for sale which was said soho girls and it had a silhouette of a lady lying down oh my god um, like a review show kind of vibe and yeah, yeah, he was just he was selling he was selling seventies mammod uh, sorry seventies adult material and these little mammod miniature steam engines uh, and I think he sold quite a few actually. <laughs> so it was it, it, it dirty bastard. I know it, proper not the grot. I mean the steam engines. Obviously, yeah, the steam engine, but the say, grot was just. Geez, it could have been there could have been kiddies there. It's so true, but um yeah, and then what we did is we had a very very heavy pastry lunch coma because I couldn't find oh. anything to eat that looked palatable apart from there was this bakery that turned up and had an amazing spread so I had I, I bought everyone lots of pastry and then mm. an apple strudel for dessert which is also pastry Ooh. as you know yeah um, yeah and then had this huge coma and then unfortunately I had to visit the toilet which um oh my god all I can say is high vis urinal trough that's all I'm gonna say absolutely what? high vis Oh, I see what you mean, yeah, right? No, no, because not because everybody was so dehydrated. Oh, there's not enough hydration. No one drinks water at this event. No, they're water refusers. They are absolute they're water refusers. It's H two O agnostics. Oh, completely. It's if if the only water you take on board is in strong tea, two bags, <laughs> a two bag tea. <laughs> so honestly, and even then, you have six sugars and a, a ladle of sand in there just to make it <laughs> make sure it's not too hydrating. Honestly, yeah. And, and I'm, I feel quite proud of myself that I didn't buy anything. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I didn't you? did not buy anything. No, I was really... You were tempted by a box of marionettes and some <laughs> retro grot. I was. Not by the marionettes, um, but yeah, no, I, I but, was. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw. But some nostalgic bongo mags, which have got, let's be honest, people's grandparents in them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is weird when you analyse it like that, isn't mm. it? Gosh. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't buy any it's of true. that. Your 1971 copy of Razzle has uh, potentially features someone who is now in their 70s. Mm. Or even older. Who knows? Or even older. I know it's a little bit terrifying. Uh, and and Imagine I didn't know. Just going. Oh look, that's your gran. What? Yeah, in this this copy of Knave from 1973. <laughs> there was a lot of there was. Or a, even you know, just going. Look, isn't that your mum on the front of Custom Car Magazine <laughs> with her waps out next to her, a metal flake capri? Yeah, it's so uh, true though. Yeah. Isn't it? But some people look back yeah. at that and they go, because um, I've 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 interviewed a couple of. Um, women who are like models you know glamour models and like grid girls from days of old and they said well if i I had it so i flaunted it and i'm really glad i did because it's a moment in time Mm. and now i wouldn't be i wouldn't do that now but i can look back and go i did it it was great fun had a good time so i guess it could be quite diplomatic i thought of it like that but yeah yeah, i suppose if you looked amazing at one point in your youth then yes why not have yeah, photographic record. I mean, I might keep my pants on if I was going to do it. But well, you could say to now. Sharon Stone, "Oh, do you remember that thing you did? Remember that film you you did where you, you yeah?" Sh- you She'd go. Yourself. People queued up to have a look at my. So yeah. You know, so therefore, think on. I wouldn't do it now. Did they do that for you? That, I don't think they did. Yeah, but that was thirty-eight <laughs> years ago, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. So now I just spend my time going to auto jumbles in Lincolnshire because uh, I find it more rewarding. I'd love to. I did actually say to Greg, I said that there's there's really no this this is not a place for a it's not a place for a woman. I don't think this is not also a place. It's not, it's not. <laughs> although there was although my brother did sell my brother did sell three of his um, paraffin cans to a lady who it turns out had a stall herself about three rows down. And she bought them off him for 12 notes each and immediately put them up for sale for about 40 because we just walked past. What? Yeah. And she had an interesting van. She she had a van that was jet black, high roof sprinter. And I, I it, it caught my eye because it had a massive um, airbrushed mural of two huskies howling at the moon on the side of it. <laughs> And it, it did. Of course it did. Of course it did. Course. But, but even better than that, so when we went round the side and one of the sliding doors was open, she actually had two gigantic huskies in the van with her. So there were murals of her own huskies, I presume. Ah. And she was a husky. Did she have a hairy fleece? She did have quite a big fleece on. Yeah, it was a dark hairy, fleece. Hairy fleece. It was a dog person fleece. Oh, it was a massive dog fleece. But she just yeah. she just sold retro oil cans and canisters and... And stuff like that. That was wow, her. That was she, her game. She totally scalps your brother. Yeah, my my nephew was like, "Oh, she's she's ripped us off." And I said, "No, not really," because Greg was happy with that sale. And this woman specialises mm. in only old school um, tin tin cans and stuff like that. So she's probably going to paint them up. All the other ones she had were like restored. So she, I said, "She'll just take them back. She'll just restore them and then sell them for higher dollar." But that's the way of commerce, right? So. Don't worry about it. Oh, there's oh look, there's Wasp Attack Paul Young. You, Let's boy. follow him. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, it was a Wherever really... Wherever I lay my hat, that's on a wasp's <laughs> It's so true. There was, there was also a spooky amount of people wanting to buy and running around in, like, semi-broken and twisted 
cheap like no name two stroke quads and those and those little mo goped type things there were loads mm. of them and but yet they ultimately didn't go any faster than a than a walk so like well why why are you burning fuel to go to get no exhilaration out of this at all it's just totally pointless you might as well just run but maybe they can't run is it yeah might be is it because <clears throat> they needed to help getting around or is it just laziness i think it's because it's i think it's just i mean how big's the site is it really big this auto jumble no it's not it used to be huge it's not like Bewley. it's not that big you could Mm. it would be i don't know two rugby pitches you don't need a two-stroke no-name moped to go around on you just and by the time you've seen a bargain in the corner of your eye you've had to stop the moped yeah. kick the stand down get off it <laughs> go into the, rummage around in a box and go oh that's unfortunate it's not what i was looking for i was looking for a um i don't know insert the name of a rubbish car that nobody wants uh and then oh no i'll get back on my moped then it won't start of course because you you've 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 shut it off when it was hot or something and now it won't hot start yeah so you just there go oh 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 do you know what should i just leave it here i think i'll just leave it here and go and get a pastry and go to the toilet <laughs> so yeah there was, a, there was a lot of there was a lot of red meat ghosting there was an awful lot of interesting looking people uh very very few women um and uh, i'm quite surprised you resisted the temptation to buy stuff because i rummage around in some of the baskets. there's some some guys who just do the basket you know the lucky dips and lots of big boxes and baskets which just says 50p anything and i rummage (laughs) oh good it's a speedo cable for a princess just what i don't need well i had a quick rummage because those are always my favorites i found a mini 1275 gt horn push Ooh. for 50 pence and I, I was with my nephew I probably bought that just for shits and giggles well, I'm, I'm quite. quite shocked that you didn't well so I was with my nephew and I turned to him and I said Oscar have you got you got a quid on you <clears throat> and he went yeah I said buy that now he goes oh, I don't need it I said trust trust, <laughs> trust your uncle buy it buy it now <laughs> so he, he bought it and, and while we were rummaging he threw a Datsun 120Y badge as well so I said well the other 50p oh. you can, so you got a quid's worth of car badge right great yeah. I said, we walked back round to our tarpaulin. And by the way, the, the the bag of shit for life was next to us all day. I actually ate my lunch n- next to it. I don't know why I did that. Um, oh, my God. We put the Mini 1275 GT badge on the tarp because my my brother was selling a lot of pre-war car parts. And I said, it, yeah. it, we, needed some, we needed some slightly more modern uh, magpie material to bring the punters in. You know, yeah. I said, you've got to have some magpie sh- shine. Put the 1275 GT on there. Within 45 minutes, had a guy pick it up and go, how much on flat? I went, oh, I don't know, six quid. And he went, <laughs> he went yeah. So there you go. Just gave me six what? quid. And, and I said to Oscar, there you go. And he went, that's amazing. Because, I mean, he's, you know, he's 16. Because that, that's amazing. I went, yeah. But, like, that's, we could do that all day here if we were, if we were really on it rather wow. than just laughing at, you know, st- miniature steam engines and adult material we could actually sounds like young oscar has had a canter through the giddy heights of capitalism at this auto jumble yeah you stick with you stick with uncle johnny he'll show you the world of commerce oh yeah (laughs) you stick with him so like a a shit alan sugar i'm like i'm 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 an auto jumble alan sugar yeah you with the algal bedford cf with a confederate flag on it i told you what to go to the show and all that and to show people how to do e-commerce oscar you had a mini badge but a maxi profit i'm impressed thanks ams gags and so on in fact, I'd very much like Dragon's Den to do an episode at a, a grubby auto jumble. I think it would be oh. amazing. They turn up in immaculate suits and blouses. Yeah, yeah. With nails done and stuff and go, right, Imagine. have you brought a tarpaulin? No. No. Right. You're going to be selling a brought load a of... duvet cover. Yeah. Has one of you got like a white marker or a, or a Sharpie pen? No. Right. Has anyone brought any food? <laughs> no. Right. You're going to be eating some, some standard food all day. Good luck with that. Anyone anyone got a Confederate pirate flag that they want to hang off the van to show the world where you are? Yeah. Okay. My yeah. What, The other thing was, there was quite a lot of dogs. I'll end this now, but quite a lot of bad dogs. Bad dogs? Yeah. And, and my brother thought that, it's like, bloody hell, can you hear that? That's a dog that's got a really awful cough. 
that was sort of in the next row. Oh, you know, what, like low quality dogs, like malfunctioning dogs. Just dogs that just look. I mean, I just saw, I saw a greyhound wearing a, a puffer jacket. I mean, like, what's that mm. about? Um, well, you no, but you have to put coats on greyhounds in cold weather because they get cold because they're so skinny. Is it like a? I mean, I, is it like a hot, a hot water, like a hot water jacket for your in, in your loft? No, I don't think you have to go that far. But you just need to look after them a bit more because they're just skin and bone, aren't they? All right, so maybe I'm just I'm just picking on it. Then. It was just it just seemed a bit odd. <laughs> well, you just but, thought it was like a really you thought it was a really towny greyhound. I showing. did think it was a towny a fucking greyhound. It's going to start smoking in a minute. I bet it's doing like little gas canisters around the back of a van. Oh yeah, urban greyhound. Oh, that actually you you you've reminded me there there was a distinct lack of vaping, even though there were some stalls just selling sort of knockoff vapey stuff. It was still the, the auto jumble world still favours the old school smoke. The tab is still king. Ah, There's a yeah. lot of tabbing going on, and we yeah. saw quite a lot of um, ember shielding, which we probably haven't talked about for a while on this podcast. Where you, you, you the underarm smoking or whatever we used to call it, where you yeah yeah. How would Backhand you describe smoking. this? What is it called? Kind of yeah, because so essentially you're sort of using your palm. The cig you're, is inside you're the hand. The cigarette between your thumb and your index finger but then your the, your the body of the cigarette then goes into a nice little a little shelter enclave. made by your hand it's a fleshy enclave it's, it's for it's inclement weather smoking so that the the cigarette doesn't get wet that's exactly what it is aka but some people i think sort of do it reflexively almost like um it's you know that it's also partly a hangover <laughs> from trying to pretend you're not smoking when that's you know a figure of authority comes by <laughs> My brother, my brother said, "There's a lot of guys here that are talking the smoke out," and I thought that was a really good line. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> so dragoning. Is that what it's? Called? Is that what well, it's no, I don't know. I just, I just thought of that. I mean, it's what I always thought it looks like. It looks like you're, it's, you're a dragon. You're basically you can't help it. It's just your mouth smokes when you speak. That's right. So instead of blowing out and then carrying on your sentence, you're just talking it out. It's just flowing out and. Yeah, there was a load of that going on. But I, always, I think that's you're missing a sort of raconteur trick there because really part of the joy of smoking, and don't smoke kids, it's very bad for you, but part of the joy of smoking is being able to sort of use smoking as a prop to illustrate your point. So when someone goes, would you pay uh, 1,500 quid for that escort van over there? You go, <sighs> probably not. Uh, and it's just you use the exhale as like as if you're giving it real thought, like you're a. So it's comedic, you know, it's sort of co- comedy timing punctuation in some ways. Yeah. Whereas if you just talk out the smoke, it's almost like you're just talking. You're not, not compartmentalising the things that you're doing with your mouth, and I, th- I feel like that's a wasted opportunity. Did I forward you those images um, I took of the algal transits together? Because I only took a no. Oh, okay. So I did take a couple of photos. Uh, I might have taken one of the Grand Wizard, actually, uh, talking at my brother. Oh, and there was a guy that mm. turned up. Oh, yeah, I've just got it now. Guy, guy turned up in a Fiat Doblo van to pick up something very heavy that he'd bought that probably he didn't need. And, 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 and <laughs> as, he, as he pulled up opposite our stand and opened the back doors, on the, on the back door in a huge sign, which looked like sort of motorway maintenance, but it said Owl Rescue. Owl Rescue? Honestly, I've got a photo of it. It just said Owl Rescue. So it's a, was it an owl rescuing van? I don't know. So he was, it's just, it's as weird as it sounds. So I've got, I took a picture of two trucks. <laughs> I'll rescue. What do you do? Like dial nine nine nine. There you go. Which service you require? Owl <laughs> rescue, please. Certainly. Don't worry, I don't sir. Know, is it like Chris Packham's uh, answer a to near Ghostbusters? A Doblo's on its way. Is it, it's Chris Packham does Ghostbusters, basically. So yeah, so that that was there, and then there were these guys that were doing um, <clears throat> guys doing you know number plates and. Um, uh, Bit bin numbers. I'm going to say wheelie bin numbers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had yeah. a Merc, they had a Merc Sprinter Luton body, and I've actually taken a photograph of this. And on the bonnet was was an airbrushed AMG V12, right? What? But but it had been airbrushed like it was bursting out of the bonnet of the Sprinter. I kid you not. Someone had gone to great great oh effort. My God. But better still, on the front of the van 
with like a sort of moody sky that had been airbrushed on and like a thunderstrike. It said, Midnight Cruisers. <laughs> it was really, really good. It, it was Midnight Cruisers. That's what it was all about. So, yeah, we had wow. a really good time, and I fell asleep in the car after my, <laughs> after my pastry, <laughs> pastry coma. I didn't buy any adult material. I didn't buy any marionettes. I didn't buy any mini Metro mud flaps or any of the other myriad of things that um, we were offered. I did take the picture of, yeah, an algal, very algal transit van next to uh, an, a, a Mark III. So a Mark II and a Mark III together. Ah. Um, and we didn't go home with a bag a bag of shit for life. So all in all, <laughs> a very, very... You didn't f- accidentally pack it into your brother's trailer at the end no, of the No, I didn't. But I was looking at auto jumble clothes because I know you were saying, would you be able to wear auto jumble clothes? Uh, there's oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of kind of free tradesman gear kicking about. I saw at least three juice and beanie hats, and you're like, that's just too much of a coincidence. Three, three juice and beanies. So there's that. You spend what a minimum of twelve quid in juicens, and they give you a black beanie hat. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't, and I didn't ask. I haven't I haven't been in a juicing for a long time. No, so. no, me neither. So there was lots of combinations of sort of boiler suit with army surplus, and I'm going to say no name motorcycle gear because yeah, <clears throat> kind of like it it looked like a like a motorcycle leather top, racing top, but it had tribal tats and just random stars on it, mm-hmm. and but no names of any. Racing teams that you would recognise, no sponsors <laughs> no, no, that no. you'd recognise. No. So, so it sort of didn't quite make sense. Good. Was uh, much in the way of extremely wiry, long grey hair. Oh my gosh! Either beard or head hair. I mean, that's the thing. I could have gone on about the autogenal hair for ages. There was everything. There was dark crystal. There was, um, there was Grand Wizard. There was, honestly, there was. Like, and there was also bad, kind of like bad, bad modern rocker styles. You can imagine those yeah. with the sort of ducktail side combs and the. There was loads. You know who's I think someone whose hair would have fitted in well for, to an auto jumble. I'm, I'm imagining would have been um, okay. Oh. Guitarist. Oh guy. yeah, he would have been. He's, Guitar man falls off chair. He's got, yeah, he's got good sort of rocker hair, but I feel like that could be ported over to an auto jumble without fuss. That that's that is perfect. He had auto jumbly hair, definitely. <clears throat> he had he would he would have been he would have probably been cruising around on a uh, maybe a quad that was slightly bent from mm. a previous incident, so it was crabbing a little, and the carburation simply wasn't right in the car park. Were there interesting cars, or is it a lot of these? It's like people who have classic cars often have a sort of, they have a relatively modern daily, which is a kind of early two thousands e. I was going to say it has tw- it's always twenty years old, so it'd be a fifty one play, yeah. fifty two. Yeah. Um, well, I saw. Let me think. What I saw? Oh, Suzuki Wagonar saw at least one of those. It, they were all mm. in bad condition and not washed. These are not people that are interested in washing themselves, let alone the car. No offense to anybody. Yeah. Um, obviously, so but I always think they're sort of the kind of people who they, they've got a Deu Lanos and they absolutely do not care about it. <laughs> it's just a way to get around because they've got six Austin eleven hundreds at home and none of them are in complete condition. So yeah, the, the Lanos is just to, is a simple device for moving them around. That's right. It somehow gets through its MOT after they've spent a weekend bodging some bits of it back together. And so they just keep running it. There's a lot they don't of, care about it, so they certainly don't wash it. My, my brother thought that there was an, an abundance of combo vans. Is it the um, the Vauxhall, little Vauxhall oh. vans? But I, yeah, I yeah. saw more of the French MPV, the van-based yeah. French MPV, because as you know, the, they get to a certain age and condition where nobody wants them, hmm. um, apart from auto-jumble people. And then they, they swoop in and go, oh, you're going to scrap that, are you? Oh, I love that. Yeah, and they take all. I'm not sure though. I think because I actually think they have a sort of they have a, a strong currency amongst auto jumble people, but also dog fleece wearers, like people who have more than one dog. Yeah, of the same sort. Yeah, because they're really into that sort of dog, dog rescue charity and person allotment people. Uh, we've talked about allotment people before, haven't we? I think the kangoo, the kangoo, yeah, like the kangoo van, not the van, but the car version. 
Because you've got your double sliding doors, yep. which not all Bilingos have. Yeah. And they're pretty cheap. I presume because they're fairly simple, they're not expensive to keep running as long as nothing major goes on the pop. So they're, they're, they're not. No, they're not. They're not expensive. I could see that. And they're not. You could get a couple of engine blocks in the back, no problem at all. It won't even feel it. And uh, you don't really give a shit because it's you know sort of it's just you know they're they're fairly sort of robust in their sort of weird kind of vanny way they so, are they are good yeah and, and these are people that don't care about door trim panels not being there so they're like no, no. as long as the door shuts and the the glass is up nobody cares so those are those those are those people yeah there's a lot what there, kind there of is house not. would you live in if that's the way you treat your kangoo van i think this is the part where i have to bow out and say i can't I don't want to think about the condition of the houses and the, the living conditions. I just, I just, it can't bear it. It just starts to make me feel unwell. If you're going to poo in a bag for what life and, and not put it <laughs> in a bin, pe- not put it in a bin is the <laughs> bit that you, offends me more. If you poo in a bag for life on a, a, a drizzly field in Lincolnshire, yes. you probably don't live in a minimalist Scandinavian lake house style grand I'm, designs. New build. No, and you don't do much wellness, you know, like self-wellness or, or, or whatever you would call it. Yeah. D- you don't yeah, do a yeah. huge amount. In fact, I, I forgot the other the other van-related um, <laughs> observation my brother came up with. On the way there, going up the A1, he said, there's a load. He said, I've, we've gone past so many... Um, gone past so many uh, Mercedes sprinters of that era, you know, where they used to rust in the oddest of places. Yes. Like in the middle of the door, not at the bottom or the top, just right, yeah, yeah. like a bullet hole. Really odd. But then, I was thinking about those combo vans that you mentioned. Didn't the original combo vans, weren't they the ones that always got a rusty forehead? Yeah, yes, they did used to get a rusty forehead from all the they stone always, chips. Like, why there? I think they just used really shitty metal for that bit of the combo. The, the, you know, the sort of carryover bits from a Corsa were pretty well rust-proof, but the van forehead yeah, it was a rusty. shoddy job. I reckon it was thinner paint. They just put less paint on high up because people weren't paying any attention. So the car body got yeah. loads of paint, but the forehead yeah. and the you know, the scalp just got nothing. Uh, mm. It's so true. You're absolutely right. And and these these vans, Greg said, what they do is they go past you on the motorway. They overtake you slow enough so that they it feels like a shadow being cast o- over you, and you look up um, from the driver's. <laughs> Um, position as you were and there's always a dude in the passenger seat and he's looking back and down at you with, with such a demeanor in a in an interrogative oh, yeah. way there's something quite intimidating about that isn't it getting Very. eyeballed by the passenger in a van because they're so high up they look down at you and go we're gonna get you we're gonna have <laughs> you and then the van's gone you never see it again nothing's happened yeah. so it, well you might see it again it's just that there's so many of those slightly shabby sprinters aren't there they? is just, they're just a kind of they're a kind of fixture you, you'll, you probably don't even realize you're seeing them until you think until it's about too it. late but yeah every town's got a few shabby sprinters in it because i think is it, they just the bodily they go but mechanically they don't that's exactly because they do seem to hang around but they're brilliant because they were the five they just look shit i think they had that glorious five cylinder motor in those sprinters so mechanically they're amazing because oh, um, that's uh, the that's the that's the drivetrain I always wanted to put in a, in a comma um, camper van, but um, oh. but yeah, so I think that's probably that the, the 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 really scabby sprinter is probably the British equivalent of the slightly kidnappy American van in the states. Yeah, you know what I mean, the sort of Chevy Astro yeah. or wh- whatever it, it yeah. was that just looks a bit suspicious. It's got a little bit of roadside graffiti on it and some bad stickers and dents. It's a bit mm. Buffalo Billy, isn't it? There's always a whiff of Buffalo <laughs> Bill around that, which I don't. Well, I just don't trust it. Um, you've painted pictures with words, my friend. I, I feel like I was at that auto jumble without having to actually go to spend a day in a wet field. But um, <laughs> what an experience! I'd love to say I'd join you at the next one, but frankly, that's not going to happen. So why not? Um, why not? Anyway, though? Well, why not? But I, I mean, I would love to, but it's just that that's where you. It's a very long way from where I live. I'll find I one mean, near you. We'll find another one near me. Maybe, maybe we, I'll, <laughs> I'll I do find them fascinating. I love looking at. I love looking at someone's got a tarp laid out on the floor, and then you know there is like a speedometer from from a mini or something there, and it's like I don't want or need that, but I like looking at it laid out on a tarpaulin surrounded by 
other unspecified BLMC bits that it's just something sort of perversely fascinating about that. I I, I think I think me. it's we all share this. I know I've been mocking um you know the Grand Wizard and the seventies roadie walking around. But there's of course an element of, of attraction for me there, which is why I went and why my brother goes and why my nephew's into it. We do like we go you never know what's going to be on the top. My brother says sometimes mm. the unlabeled things, which even the person selling it doesn't know. They've done a house clearance and they've sold all the obvious stuff and there's some other bits left. And he said sometimes that's the absolute gold. That's your antiques roadshow. Ship me. Did you know that's worth 10 grand? And it's normally, in my brother's case, it's a, it's a pre-war Bentley, um, you know, Bosch uh, Magneto that's, that's the numbers matching for a, for a very specific car that if you own it, mm. you couldn't find one of those if you tried. So, yeah, yeah he's... That's, always, I suppose that's the hope, isn't it? You're just, just wandering around and you go, oh, look, there's a... Over there, you see that behind that front wing for a Citroen GS, that's, that's the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> just, you never know, do you? I, the, it's, the, it's the never knowing, it's, it's the prospect, I think, the potential. It's the potential that's there, you think, at least. It's sifting for gold. It, this, you have to sift a load of detritus before you can find any shimmer of gold. And that, yeah. and that's, but as you discovered, you may also accidentally sift a bag of human feces. Yeah. which is but just but, I love, but if you enjoy the journey, and the if you enjoy enjoy the journey, and you're flicking through a couple of old copies of Knave while you're there, then happy days. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I, I think well, what, what is it? What I should have done at the beginning of this conversation about the auto jumble is the original deal was because my brother booked his stand about I don't know two months ago. He knows mm. that I've got lots of hoarded stuff that I need to sell and get rid of since moving house. Oh. And he was trying to help me, bless him, because he said, well, look, if I, if I stick a stake in the sand and say we're going then to the auto jumble, I'll bring a trailer or a van. You just, you just gather all your stuff together and we'll load it up. Well, mm. that's all great if Johnny's not got his head in his bum and ha- hasn't booked a load of shoots to do all of the week running up to it but back to back which i did um mm. and basically just was a complete lame ass and didn't even open my garage door so i've still got so i've got to the the, the, the moral to the story is i have to go back because i'm going to be laying laying out my own wares on my own tarp <laughs> well yeah you've got all that 70s pornography to get rid of yeah i've got a huge amount absolute huge amount so yeah there'll be a combination of Volkswagen and American car parts, and there'll be some <laughs> 70 skin mags as well. There. So, yeah. um, there's, there's something to look isn't there? forward isn't to. There? Well, I, I can't really top any of this, and so I think we should probably just um, bring this all very gently to a halt. Um, but before we go, uh, I have three things to tell you. Uh, they are one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Commemorate Lake Show, in which he presents needless tributes to the host of a 90s American talk show. Uh, This week, he's pointlessly cheerleading Ricky's focus on skin problems. Uh, If that's not to your taste, there's always The Lake Break Show, which has got lots of excellent videos about cars and people who love them. Um, 911 Dakar, an ill man, Um. drives a rallycross track in in an excellent new Porsche. It's uh, a good watch. Beautiful looking film. I watch that. I usually watch YouTube on my phone or my computer, as I suppose most people do. But I I realise I can get YouTube on my big telly. So I put it on the big telly and it looked lovely on the big telly. Oh, thank you, Richard. I'm quite pleased with that that edit. And actually, by the time people listen to this, there'll be... um... There'll be a a Gordon Murray uh, T33 Spider walk around... Uh, where and um, Gordon also, although nobody's going to drive the T thirty three for a little while, I said to Gordon, "Can you take me out in one of your own convertibles, one of your old ones?" And he went, "Yeah, sure." So we go out for a little tickle in in his um, in a sixties Alpha drop top that he's got, oh, and he he wore nice. he wore gloves and a thick hat because it was cold, <laughs> and me balding guy here completely forgot his own hat. So so the guy with lots of hair, Gordon, has hats. Yeah. The guy with not as much hair, me, has no head protection at all. But nevertheless, it was fun. Okay. It was really good. Really okay, good. Again, behind the scenes at the Late Break Show, watch the Gordon Murray video to see if you can sense how cold Johnny's hair is. <laughs> Honestly, Gordon was a sweet, sweet guy. 
Sweet guy. Sweet, sweet guy. Lovely. Still not sure if he hates the Volvo 760 to this day, but we live in hope we'll find out. All right. Well, uh, second thing I've got to tell you is we have merch. Uh, We have Spolt's t-shirts and mugs we have um on that side of things on that side of things t-shirts and mugs we have uh, it'll do this all day mugs t-shirts coming soon we hope steam rally um, wrong and inspired s- material yeah yeah it's a lovely mug that lovely design yeah that's a static engine on it that is our most popular um mug our most popular smith and sniff mug mm. which is strange because i thought that it might be a bit of a niche gamble that one but actually yeah, that is our no, best seller seem to like it you can have that on a sticker as well, and, and some other stickers. You can just have a Smith & Sniff logo. Um, things we're working on, getting that, that Steam Rally wrong and design put onto a T-shirt. It's just quite fiddly because it's, it's a bit intricate to print. And also, we will at some point do some stickers that you can put on the inside of glass so you can have them on your car without them getting wet. Oh, the ones we've got do hold up quite they're well very to good. put on the outside of a car. They are good stickers. We have a small quality. range of stickers, as in they're smaller than the other. So we have a smaller dimension sticker. So if you've got a, a mm. nice sports car or a tasteful machine, you don't want to put mm. an overly large sticker on there. There's some cheeky little ones, which just as a little hat tip to either you listen to two guys talk about Steam Rally Roggins or, um, yeah, you just want it to, just want to just want to put it on a, a beautiful bodied car without interrupting this expanse of glass too much mm. around it. So yeah, those are available. We've done quite a hard sell on the merch this time, Richard, I feel. For once. Yeah, for what yeah, I was going to say. Go to uh, <laughs> smithersniff.com forward slash merch and that'll give you a link to all of the good stuff. But yes, please, if you are so inclined, go and buy a t-shirt. What with the weather getting nicer or a mug because who doesn't like mugs? Um, or stickers because everybody likes stickers. Um, they do. That's, that's the merch shop. Um, the third thing, this uh, podcast coming out on Easter Monday. So the third thing I've got to do is that Easter eggs were invented in Bristol. Were they? Well, I mean, the, the hollow chocolate Easter egg was invented in Bristol, is, is more specifically Fry's chocolate. Oh, yeah, Fry's. Um, they were Bristolian. Of course they were. Yeah. So they, they were the first to figure out how to make a hollow chocolate Easter egg. And then everyone else followed suit. But, uh, but yeah, Fry's of Bristol were the, were the first ones to nail that. And now it's become an Easter tradition. I love it when you furnish me with this sort of information, especially when it's not... So you can go out into the world and you can tell somebody else that. And um, I can. And also it's... And they'll go, wow, that's almost interesting, Johnny, thanks. I like it when it's not car-related because it just it distances us from the point of this podcast even more. I I think we drift away from the point of this podcast quite a lot, frankly. Um, On on that note, on the trivia note, thank you to everybody who's been in touch. After last week, I did a little shout-out saying I'm doing um, Boring Car Trivia for the next book in the series, and if anyone's got any tips for great trivia drop us a line loads of people did with some absolute corkers i won't i'll do maybe i'll do a full rundown of thanks next week or something but yeah there's had loads and loads of emails to hello at smithandsniff.com um the police still exists i'm still writing the book so if you have got anything in the back of your mind where you think hang on a minute didn't the ferrari enzo use the same brake pedal as the Vauxhall adam or something then you know drop me a line I, i will double check all of this but um, if you've got anything at all, even just a vaguely remembered hint, then it's always useful. So hello at smithersniff.com for your boring car trivia tips would be smashing or anything else that you want to tell us. And, and, and this goes without saying, thanks to everyone who is a patron of the Smith & Sniff podcast. Oh, yes. You, you Patreon people yes. are the gift that keeps on giving. Well, I mean, literally, yes. but also <laughs> uh, because you do actually yeah. support us. But you're also very funny and astute. And I like that about yes, you. Yes, our patrons, patrons are good. Um, it's it's a quid a month. You can give us more. You don't have to. But yeah, uh, patreon.com forward slash Smith and Sniff. And for that, you get the podcast a little bit early and you get a thing called show notes. And there's also the Smith and Sniff encyclopedia on there, which is loads of explanations of in-jokes and when they first appeared on the show. And it's got all of those stupid Johnny's fake YouTube channels that I do. <laughs> I update that regularly that with all of, of them. So there's a full list of those on there and all it. Um, right, that's enough. We're hawking now. We're still on the, the doorstep. They've, they've pushed the door too, but we're still trying to sell yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we go, honestly... Three for two on 70s grot mags. 
Okay, well, thank you ever so much for listening, and we will do this all again next week. But until then, goodbye. Bye, guys. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and Sweet, review. sweet Easter eggs. From Bristol. Offer fries. I love you guys. Fries. Fries. Get Turkish it. delight. Mm. Mm. Acquired taste. Mm. Yes. Sweet, mm. sweet, weird, Crushed roses mm. <laughs> with pig's knees. <laughs> mm, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter. Here's your pig knee and rose jelly. <laughs> That's what it is, though. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.